the Financial Sense Lifetime Planning Program. Now, here's the Financial Sense News Team. Well, happy November, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Lifetime Planning. I'm Josh Nunn. And I am Aaron Wheatman. And it's crazy to think that we're already in November, but we figured that this week's edition would be very helpful to give everyone just some reminders as we head into the end of the year, some end of the year planning reminders. And so today, you know, we'll be a little bit more practical. We will keep this segment brief as well, but just some important things we want you all to know as you're getting ready for year end. So first and foremost, if you are uh, one of those lucky folks who are over the age of 72 and uh, need to start taking your minimum distributions out of your IRA or your retirement plans, that is something that you need to take care of by December 31st. Otherwise, the IRS likes to tag another 50% penalty on top of that. So that is certainly something that you want to take care of. And this year, if this is the first year you turn 72, there is a caveat. Of course, the first year you get to delay it till April 1st of 2023, if this is in fact your first year of turning 72. However, um, you know, talk with your tax advisor or your financial advisor just to make sure that is the right decision. Uh, otherwise, you might end up paying two RMD payments, you know, in 2023. So depending on how you want to, you know, um, account for that income, it is taxable income, of course, uh, you may be better off actually just taking it in the first year. And then of course, taking your next RMD in 2023. Yeah, I may, may want to look at spreading that out a little bit. Right. But on the same subject of RMDs, you also have the option of making a charitable contribution. Uh, we also can call these uh, QCDs. Um, and this is, you know, for people that might be charitably inclined, if they maybe have a problem of too much income and they don't want to receive, you know, their RMD payment and have that be included in their their 1040 at the end of the year as they're doing their taxes, um, this is something that folks can employ if they're looking to reduce their taxable income for the year. So, you know, QCD is something that you may want to consider before December 31st, you know, just writing off that RMD check to a charity of your choice or to a church or a nonprofit who's registered as a 501c3. And therefore you get to write off that income. So that's another strategy that folks can uh, consider as they're doing kind of some year end tax planning here. Yeah, I guess, I mean, include that into your overall charitable contribution plan, right? Um, If you are someone who is charitably inclined in general, we tend to find that making those qualified charitable distributions directly from your IRAs tends to be the most efficient way to do that. Then you don't have to deal with, say you were to just make a charitable contribution out of your checkbook. Well, I mean, unless you're going to be itemizing, you may not necessarily reap the benefits of making that charitable charitable contribution. So making them directly from your IRA kind of skirts that whole need to itemize and you don't wind up getting the effect of the taxes by taking those uh, distributions from your IRA. But in general, I mean, if you are looking at making those charitable contributions and you are inclined to make those, you know, see that you can help out those charities as they wind up needing that kind of a contribution to stay afloat uh, in tough economic times. And if it winds up benefiting you, great. And, uh, you know, a lot of times by giving money to charities and such, you know, it's good for you, good for them. And uh, there you go. I guess while we're on the topic of retirement accounts, it's also 
that time of the year to finalize, you know, uh, on the topic of, of tax planning, any Roth conversions that you may be wanting to do. I mean, now is a good time for a number of reasons to consider doing a Roth conversion because, you know, we are a bit of, you know, it's still in a market correction here. Um, you know, stock prices are well off of their highs. And so any amount that you might contribute that has to be recognized as taxable income, you know, now is not a bad time to do it. You convert it to Roth and hopefully, you know, uh, next year we have much better market returns than we did this year. All of that converted uh, monies into Roth IRAs will be tax-free. So now is a great time, you know, to work with your CPA or accountant uh, and advisors just to make sure that you are taking full advantage of whatever amount you're wanting to convert from IRA into Roth. Yeah. So just as a reminder, as you wind up doing that, uh, I guess the, the nuances of that is any money that you convert from a regular IRA into a Roth IRA, you wind up paying ordinary income on at whatever your top tax bracket winds up being at that point in time. So you kind of have to work with your advisor and your, your CPAs to see how much extra do I want to pay in taxes this year? Because that could in the long run, if I think that taxes may be going up in the future, if I convert that today, pay the taxes today and never have to pay taxes on it again, that might be good for me in my retirement planning and or as a gift if I'm thinking of using that as a legacy to uh, the next generation. On the topic of retirement plans too, think through where you are as far as making your contributions to your retirement plan. So, you know, when it comes to 401ks and your company retirement plans, you may have, you know, only up to certain dollar amounts that you can contribute to that. But if you can, and if you, if you have the, the wherewithal, make those final contributions up to whatever those limits are inside of the, the company plans. And then you do have, if you are contributing and you are eligible to make contributions to IRAs or Roth IRAs, or if you're self-employed and you're putting money into SEPs, um, you do have a little bit more time until tax season uh, in 2023 to make that kind of stuff happen. So 401ks, it's a little bit, uh, you're, you're a little bit pressed for time to make that happen, but you know, a little bit of time to plan for some of those other vehicles. Right. Especially if you're over 50 and a half and you can, uh, you know, you're eligible this year to make catch-up contributions. Make sure you review those things with your advisor or your trusted financial professional and make sure that you're maximizing your contributions this year before December 31st. Well, we talk a little bit about health insurance. That's everyone's favorite topic, right? I love health insurance. One of the benefits of being in a high deductible health plan is that you get an HSA. You know, many people participate in an HSA. Some employees, you know, have the benefit of, uh, you know, an FSA, um, which is a similar account, only that um, rather than, you know, an accumulated sum of money growing tax advantaged, this is a sum of money that is kind of a use it or lose it before the end of the year. So if you do have some monies that have been saved or deferred from your, uh, from your paycheck, you know, throughout the year into an FSA, make sure that you take advantage of using that before December 31st. Yeah. So FSA is the flexible savings account, which is use it or lose it. Whereas if you do have the HSA, so the health savings account, that's money that you can put in there. You don't necessarily have to be using that. That winds up accumulating uh, throughout your lifetime, throughout your working years in a tax-free manner. So two different accounts, but 
FSA, you probably signed up for something like that at the beginning of the year. And I mean, as you wind up looking at getting those year end doctor and dentist visits in, use that stuff up, you know, use up uh, whatever monies that you need to get that, uh, get those braces, get that extra pair of uh, glasses, who knows, maybe sunglasses even winds up, uh, you know, prescription sunglasses, Josh, you guess. But the the max contributions, if you're looking at it just on the flip side, the, the non-user lose it, the HSAs. Um, you can put in up to $3,650 this year in 2022 for an individual, $7,300 for a family. And then if you're 55 and up, uh, you can put in an extra catch up $1,000 on top of that. So right. um, pretty substantial amount of money that you can put away um, just for the health savings account. Like I said, if that is available to you. The other thing, if you are of Medicare age, 65 and older right now is that enrollment period between October 15th and December 7th, that allows you the chance to change, switch, or drop a plan, uh, make adjustments to the the Medicare plan or the Medicare Advantage plan that you have in place at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So just be aware of those parameters because you're going to be limited as far as making any sort of changes until next time this year. That's great. Yeah. I love health insurance. Yeah. (laughs) So stepping away from health insurance related strategies to kind of use up some of those funds from FSAs and what have you and taking advantage of Medicare enrollment while it's still open. Um, There's also some benefits to take advantage of before year end, specifically with investments. I mean, uh, we've talked about this a number of times throughout the show, but now is a great time to utilize some tax loss harvesting. It's kind of the best of both worlds, uh, you know, taking advantage of, you know, some uh, investment strategy and some tax loss harvesting. I'm sure more people than not have some losses in their investment accounts this year, just because of the nature of what we've uh, kind of gone through over the last 11 months now in this uh, correction. But now is honestly a great time long-term, again, to realize some of those losses, utilize some carry forwards, um, recognize some of the losses that you have this year that you can write off on your taxes, even though it may be limited to that 3000 a year for short-term losses. But especially if you have gains that have been realized, you know, use some of those losses and realize them to help offset. It can be a great way just to lower your taxable income heading into 2023 as you get ready for tax season. Um, so now is a great time to do that, especially while markets are down. And especially if we're anticipating, you know, an end of year rally and hopefully a brighter stock market in 2023, you know, you can realize some of those losses this year and hopefully, you know, we'll, you'll, you'll lower your cost basis as we head into the new year as well. Yeah. So take advantage of some of those losses that you have on the books and, and hopefully that can be offsetting some of those gains that we're looking forward to in the, in the, in the upcoming years. Right. And I guess at the same time, like as you're doing that, reevaluating your portfolio, you know, just reassessing what type of risk you're really comfortable with at this point in time. Now, you don't want to necessarily chase after. I think, you know, Crystal and I were talking about this in our behavioral finance podcast from last month, but you don't necessarily want to chase returns and have that recency bias on, you know, is the market going up or is the market going down and is it going to continue that direction? So, but at the same time, you know, just realize that if the market has gone down, we are doing some of that tax loss harvesting, you know, reassess, rebalance the portfolio that you wind up having. So you're not completely out of whack as far as what your long-term objective should be. And am I also comfortable with maybe the risks that I'm taking outside of, you know, the investments that, you know, I have maybe with this investment manager or with this investment manager, or maybe the monies that I'm managing on my own. Am I truly aware of all of the risks that I'm taking? This now is a great time to be doing that. And some of that too, I mean, as you wind up looking at, I, I've had some of these reviews with folks with uh, the 401k plans where they don't necessarily want to be taking risks and they've just gone to cash. 
right now when the market's down is the time that you really want to start buying in for the long term. Because if you're in your working years right now, this is a great opportunity to be buying in on this. I'm not saying that this is the low or next month is going to be the low. I don't know when the low is going to be, right? But it, that's an un... It's very difficult to time, but you know, with the market having drawn back as much as it is, I do know that it winds up looking a heck of a lot better than it was 11 months ago. So my opportunity for returns looks a lot better, you know, at this point in time. Oh, thousand percent, yeah. And in fact, I mean, if history has taught us anything, if markets are down, timing actually means less. You know, you just keep just keep buying into the market, dollar cost averaging, especially for people who are still in their working years, those accumulation years where. You're just saving grips of money into 401ks and into taxable savings. You know, just keep putting money to work, especially right now. It's a great time to do that. And it's also a good time uh, to make gifts, though. So for people that, you know, maybe are already, you know, have completed their accumulation years and are now looking to preserve their wealth, possibly, strangely enough, reduce their wealth because of estate planning issues, you know, now is a great time to be visiting uh, gifting strategies. So, you know, before December 31st, you can also look at making, you know, tax exempt gifts, making sure that you're under that gift tax, uh, annual gift tax exclusion of 16,000 this year, you know, it'll, it'll bump up next year due to the inflation adjustment to 17,000. But, you know, make sure that uh, if there are any contributions or gift things that you want to make, whether it's to children, uh, it's to grandkids, or it could be to universities or, or things of that nature, make sure that you're making those gifts you know, before year end. Yeah. And especially, uh, you know, one, one thing, one strategy that has been pretty popular is putting money into say like grandchildren's 529 plans. Right. So if that was something that you wanted to fund, if that was important to you, you can see to it that you can do that. And you can even bunch a few years of gifts into one uh, with those 529 plans. I think you can do up to five up to five years. years. Yep. So that's a pretty substantial if you want to really like start out that account with a little bit more of a robust gift right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, outside of 529s, if it's not maybe for college related things, you can always contribute to uniform gift to minors accounts. You know, those those exist as well. You're looking to, you know, gift to children and, and have that money set aside uh, to then, you know, become available to them at a certain age. That's something that can be done. And then as well as, you know, outright gifts, uh, as long as they're under that 15 or that 16,000, you know, they're exempt from gift tax. Yeah, then you don't have to you don't have to necessarily put that on your gift tax return for the year. Right. So, you know, and on top of that, I guess, you know, as you wind up looking at this year, 2022, you know, sometimes when we wind up looking at those long-term goals, some of those don't necessarily have the stuff to place the importance on on some of those long-term goals as as opposed to the short-term goals. Uh it's just, it's just as far as like what winds up being more tangible to you. And so what we wind up finding being really helpful is just looking at your annual goals. Right. So if 2022, um, you know, were you successful in how much money you wanted to save? Did you wind up making the type of money that you wanted to make? Some of those specific tangible goals can really be helpful for you just to kind of put some shorter term milestones in place for you. And if it's uh, whatever you wind up seeing as, as a goal that you did or did not reach this year, you know, now is the time to really kind of be setting that up as for 2023 as what you want to accomplish, too. That's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned the goals. And this is something that we've talked about uh, internally as a team. But, uh, you know, I challenge challenge you guys to even consider making anti-goals. You know, what are, what are maybe some things that you don't want to happen? 
And, you know, what things can you put in place to prevent those things from happening? So, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, not even financially related. Maybe you have a goal of you just want to get away from negativity next year. What things can you do to help try to eliminate, you know, maybe some some negativity out of your life, whether that's uh, news or it's, you know, just getting bogged down by too much stress at work. Maybe you have a cutoff. I'm only going to work this many hours, this many days. Take some vacations. Whatever it is, you know, using goals, maybe you don't have goals. Try anti-goals. What are some things that I don't want to happen and how can I? What's the position you don't want to be in? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like a part of that, I just kind of come back to like the financial planning side. You know, we have seen that. I had a couple conversations today was I don't want to be in the position of some of my neighbors or friends or, you know, family members who have gone through X, Y, or Z type of a situation. So I want to make sure that this next year I plan for that kind of thing, you know, whether that be savings, if it's retirement, if it's putting, you know, particular insurances in place or something like that, just to make that your family, make sure that your family is in the right spot if something bad happens. You know, those are all things that should be on the list of things to do coming into the end of the year into next year. Absolutely. And I guess more of on a soft note, you know, now is a great time as we head into uh, the Thanksgiving and Christmas holiday to reflect on the year. Of course, you know, we have a lot of things to be grateful for. A lot of good things that happened this year, even though we do tend to highlight, you know, a lot of the things that seem to be deteriorating economically, what have you. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that are happening in our world, but there's also a lot of good things that we can pull out of this year and always good to reflect on that. It does make an impact, you know, on our attitudes and uh, emotions and make that kind of the uh, the lasting impression that you have hopefully on 2022 and as you get prepared for 2023. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us here today as we kind of wrap up the 2022 year in review. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and we will talk to you next time. So for all you listening out there, I know there's a lot of information that we covered today. You can always give us a call at 888-486-3939. And if any of you do not know, Financial Sense Wealth Management has been honored to be ranked among the top investment advisory firms in the U.S. by the Financial Times. We have a talented team of wealth advisors that are standing by that can help you and assist you in any questions when it comes to the topics or the information that we discussed today. Again, that number is 888-486-3939, or you can also go to our website, financialsense.com, and hit where it says, Contact Us. In the meantime, we'd like to thank you for listening. Have yourself a great week ahead. The Financial Sense News Hour is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be considered as a solicitation or offer to purchase or sell any securities. The investments, investment strategies, and investment philosophies discussed or presented on the News Hour each involve their own unique risk factors, which are not discussed on the show. Responses to listener inquiries are based on the personal opinions of the Financial Sense staff and do not take into account listener suitability, objectives, or risk tolerance. Financial Sense News Hour and its parent company shall not be liable for any financial losses that result from investing in any companies mentioned in financial sense or arising out of the use of any material on the news hour. Please be advised that you invest at your own risk.